Dr. Merle. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Hey, welcome everybody. Dr. Homebrew. Thanks for joining us for another show. We got uh, some good information here for you guys today. We have one homebrew that, again, I don't have and I'm very upset about. So I'm drinking an 805, which I feel like if you can't have a homebrew that was sent to you by a homebrewer, you might as well just drink an 805. And that's sort of the, the, the credo that I live by lately. Uh, but that's a good credo. Thanks, man. Before we do that, we're going to talk to a couple of dozers, one of our local clubs out here, about everything that happened, all the drama for the National Homebrew Competition, of course, that was canceled, right? So uh, what are you going to do? You have all these beers. You have all these homebrewers that are counting on someone to judge their beer. Uh, you know, they've done all the, the entry and all that kind of stuff. So uh, what else are homebrewers going to do but help each other out? And so we went ahead with the judging. I say we like I did a whole bunch for it. And, uh, you know, so we'll talk about that. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn the best way to clean and sanitize your homebrew. Of course, that is with Five Star Chemicals. But, look, this isn't a sales pitch. It's more of a confirmation of all the stuff you hear online about how great Five Star is. So check them out, fivestarchemicals.com. And uh, this is also where I would say, like, man, it was really fun hanging out with the Five Star folks this year. But, of course, HomebrewCon wasn't, uh, uh, yeah. wasn't a thing. No HomebrewCon. Yeah. But that's all right. It happens. It's, everything's fine. Uh, Brian Cooper, Brian Shar, how you boys doing? Hey. You guys we're all right? still here. You're still here. We're, yeah, we're doing good, man. <laughs> I appreciate I had, that. I, I recently had my first COVID test. It was really fun. Really? Yeah, it was a test I wanted to fail, and I, I failed. Okay. So I, no, no COVID. I was a very negative test result. Were you awesome. um, Were you tested because you wanted to be, or were you tested because you were maybe exposed? Uh, well, a, a coworker had a case, so okay. Not somebody I worked closely with, but just to be safe, you know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, man. It's it's so not how, as bad as, as some people say, you know, it, it's a little I've uncomfortable heard, and a little twist, but you know. Whatever. I've heard it depends on who on who gives it. Uh, it's very dependent right. on how it's administered. I think it's a lot like phlebotomy, right, where you get your blood drawn and it's either you, they hit the back of your elbow or you don't even know that they're in you. Yeah, yeah. Your <laughs> prostate exam. But uh, well, I, so I, how yeah. how much how much do they shove it? Are you surprised? Like how deep stuff can go in your head? Is it like this much? Like like this much? Like how deep? It's, how how yeah, deep it, did they get into your brain? Yeah, it's like a prostate really, exam. Yeah, I didn't really expect <laughs> how much of it was still sticking out, but it's a pretty long swab that, that they yeah. use. So yeah, you know, but don't be afraid of it. If you need yeah. to get tested, go get tested. And very good. How long did it take for your results? Uh like. Uh, three days. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's not um, bad, man. I've, I've heard people 17, 21 days when at that point, yeah. like, what's the point? Either you, yeah. either you have it. I mean, you should be staying home anyway, but I know a couple co or not coworkers, but a couple friends who, uh, they work for places that I will not name, but the companies don't give them that downtime between test results. 
yeah. as paid time. Yeah, di- different labs are more backed up and different areas are more backed up than others. So, you know, if you go through one of the big national uh, 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 pharmacies or something yeah. and they send it off to a lab somewhere, you know, it might be two weeks. Wait, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, it's all different. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good, man. I'm glad that you were cleared and, and safe, uh, yeah. you know, happy to hear it. Happy to I, I hear it. See how far I can. No, let's not do this. Uh, yeah. That's I'm, I'm not seven. Let's well, maybe. not do that game. Yeah. Um, yes, Brian. I'm done. Oh, <laughs> all right. Great. I love it. Uh, we are joined by Pavel and Robbie from Club Doze. You guys, how you doing? Can you hear us? Everything good? Everything's good. All right. Perfect. Yeah, cheers, cheers, man. My uh, mass-produced... Charles' results from his pen will uh, come back by the end of the show, right? So we'll know. That's true. Well, it'll go through (laughs) his nose. It has to pass down, you know, on the underside. Mm. And then we know that everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw one of those swabs lying on the street the other day, like when I was parking my car. And I was walking by it and thinking, you know... This would be a. It's super gross. It's like a Q-tip, but it's not a thing that's like this long. Yeah. And, but then B, it's like, God damn it, that would be like the worst possible way to get COVID is to like step on someone's old nasty ass used medical waste and somehow have it get into you from some thing that fell out on the street. I mean, man, that would just be the. It would be hilarious if I survived. Honestly, like six six months later, it'd be fucking hilarious. But like right there, it'd be like super gross. I'm I'm pretty concerned about getting COVID, and that's the last thing that I would be thinking about. Is gee, I might get COVID from this piece of medical waste. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot worse things that you could catch from that thing, Brian. Did you did you just leave it there, or do you have it? And you're going to show it to us. I well, I I stuck it in my mouth for safekeeping, and no, no, I uh, no, keep I it warm, just kinda, man. I, I stepped around it and went on my, my way with my there life. There we go. Okay. Hopefully. All right. Well, Pavel, Robbie, let's talk a little bit about uh, judging for the national uh, homebrew competition. Yeah. Um, so it was fun. It was perfect. <laughs> Love to hear it. <laughs> Thanks. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so Doze, is, uh, this was our second year of um, being in charge of the, our region's first round uh, entries. Um, we had 663, uh, beers, meads, and ciders submitted this year. Wow. Um, that actually made to our location. We had slightly more registered, but, uh, when the, 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 the stage, uh, for entering was actually around the COVID-19 starting. So actually we got a few emails from the folks that, uh, were saying that they cannot, uh, drive to our location to submit entries for the COVID-19 issues. Like uh, one, some schools were getting closed in El Dorado County, for example. And one guy yeah. said that he just uh, have to stay in the school and like for an entire week and cannot deliver entries. Wow. So we got slightly less. Yeah. So it, it was okay. it was very much in the tea leaves that we knew something was going to happen. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, ironically. Friday the 13th, Friday, March the 13th, we uh-huh. were all uh, sat at Ghost Town Brewing. Big shout out to uh, Ryan and Justin and the guys at Ghost Town who were going to host us for all the judging. Yeah. They did it last year. They, they supported us again this year. They let us use their huge cold room for all the entries. Um, yeah. And the penny dropped and we, you know, we got the news that uh, at that point, just the first round was going to be canceled. Obviously, uh, the AHA went on to cancel the the finals and homebrew gone as well. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I think the, the, the first the first note that came out, they didn't really cancel it. They placed it on the haters or just like stopped it until the further notice. But it was mm. like most likely it's not gonna come in. So at that point, it was still kind of like unclear uh, whether they will come out with some weird idea. So that was like one <laughs> of the reasons that we decided like, well, it's not canceled. We're still we still have job to do. Yeah. Basically, we were sat around with a hell of a lot of beer, wondering what on earth we were going to do. Right, and that was sort of like the you know the the talk of the internet town, I guess. Is uh, what about my beers? What's going to happen? What are these guys going to be doing? So, what did you end up doing? How did that How did that play out? Uh, everyone there that night to a to a tea were like, we need to figure out a way to judge these beers. Yeah, uh, there was no real debate. Um, to be honest, everyone was kind of like. I don't know how we're going to do it. I'm not sure what we're going to do. We actually we actually went downstairs and we judged a few flights that night because there was some judges there, like yeah. eight of us maybe. Okay. As we were trying to work out in our brains what what we were going to do. We, we really had no particular idea. But by the end of that evening, we kind of decided that no matter what the AHA was going to say and, and whether or not the competition was going to be put on later or whatever we had all these beers we wanted to make a plan and it was pretty straightforward right Pavel I mean we kind of yeah. split into two areas we wanted to just all of the, the beers the light beers the beers that weren't going to do well in the cold room for months hmm. we wanted to get all those judged first and we kind of made a deadline we drew a line in the sand of the date when they would have been judged by for all of the regions so kind of the AHA gives you a window of maybe Three weeks, four weeks for each region to choose their judging. Okay. So we said, okay, let's let's do all the pale ales, all the IPAs, all the light lagers, all the you know low ABV beers, everything that won't age well, and get all of that judged by the last possible weekend they would have been judged. Was like August twelfth, right? Yeah, something, something, something like that. <laughs> So that gave um, all. No, sorry, April, April. My bad. Um, um, <laughs> English is my. It's Russian time. It's very yeah. good. Yeah, whole... I'm on the European uh, calendar. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, so that was our first decision, mm -hmm. um, and then the second decision was that all the other beers we knew would be fine and may even actually improve with age. Some of them. Yeah. Um, but as long as we got those judged by HomebrewCon, then we just feel really good about ourselves. Yeah. Um, and above and beyond that, we hadn't really sort of taken it any further. And we just kind of week by week tried to figure it out. I mean, you know, big shout out to the Mad Z's. They really pulled out uh, all the stops and helped us get some judging done. And our friends at Bay Area Mashes, <laughs> wherever they, wherever you point, wherever you guys point, are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> either Brian, it's the least we could do. Either yeah. Brian Sharp's throwing yeah, gang signs or, right now. Yeah, it looks like, like you're throwing all a gang in different thing. places. <laughs> so we don't know where you are. You guys, you guys have done this <laughs> for sure. Um, so what? So yeah. what month was this, Pavel? You're saying this was April, okay. or April was your own deadline? No. Okay. So uh, as you remember, in that time, and I think you were mentioned that you were in New Zealand. Uh, you remember that everything was changing like every hour, right? Mm -hmm. Or you you were in Australia, I think. Like, oh anyway. no, Justin was in uh, New Zealand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. So uh, everything was changing like every day, and, and it would change like twice or three times per, in in the same day because we were getting the news from the national uh, level. Then like the state had own agenda, and then the county were enforcing their own stuff. And then <laughs> right. it's like 
Alameda County, uh, so we are in Contra Costa County, Alameda is a different county, so they have like slightly different rules and be like, well, okay, we can still have a gathering up to like, uh, like 50 people in Alameda, in Contra Costa, it was already 10 people per, uh, inside of the facility, it was, it was chaotic. But the biggest uh, advantage uh, for us was that, uh, first of all, we were in the first weekend of judging. Mm -hmm. We were the first uh, location to judge. So, and also we, uh, I think we covered almost 25% of all entries in that week. Jeez. So we pushed everything uh, to the satellite judging. And that's where it actually the Mazes came in for helping us. And uh, I don't want to take uh, the credit from them because they were actually the ones that actually got the message from me on, on um, Thursday, the night before the official judging, that it's canceled. And they like, it was kind of like that uh, scene from the Titanic where the quartet was playing and they're like, gentlemen, we should play. Let's uh, play it uh, out. We have a job <laughs> to do. Yeah, we got paid. I would be like yeah. the guy who uh, dressed up as the woman to get on the lifeboat. That would be me. <laughs> Like there's no way there's no way that I'd be doing that. And so that that's sort of why I'm asking, like, you know, yeah. for me that that sort of weekend in early March when when we were starting to hear about it really more and more, I went to like exchange my tracksuit at the at the outlet malls in Vacaville and I'm like and I'm nervous about it because it but even though it's not dawning on me yet that it's in the states, but it's not saturated in the community. Like the, it was a super low risk by then. So, were you guys? Did you guys have any concern about about that? You have eight people in a room still judging beers. Everyone's exhaling on each other. Um, that that night, we that that night we were, you know, I think like most people back then, it was like you described JP. It was kind of this this is happening, but it wasn't, you know, I mean, like we are now where sort of social distancing and masks and, and everything else had drummed into us. And it's almost unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. natural. It was the phase where we started to figure out that, okay, like I, well, some people were like hand, handshaking and stuff, but I was already in the elbow bump phase. I was like, Hey, how's it going? You know? And then yeah. like, just kind of starting to get used to the, the weird new normal that was coming on to us. And we didn't know a lot about it and how it was spread yet, but I tried to, you know, we we sat across the table from each other, but uh, we, we were. I mean, that's that's like, probably would have been the, the safest time. Like, I don't think yeah, you yeah. would. I don't think you would do this now. No. The problem is that like yeah. a, the AHA had to cancel it because uh, some places across the country already started to place the lockdowns on the facilities, and I think. Uh, from my understanding, uh, the location in Pennsylvania was actually closed like the county where the beer was stored so the people could not actually get to that facility and oh, for Con contra costa and alameda the lockdown actually came on monday uh after the the weekend that we were supposed to be judging so in theory and again like safety wise i don't know uh, but by law we were still okay to go and uh, perform uh in, in in groups below i think it was a hundred or fifty something like that so, yeah, so we had everything prepared. And the, at the same time, I was getting ready to go to Colorado for the Mazer Cup. Uh, they were saying that we still want to continue. We still want to do, we're going to push to everything. So we, we, we brought the paper to cover the tables. So like after each judging, we can dispose the paper. Uh, we had mm -hmm. extra plastic cups. We had the, the, the station for the hand sanitizer. 
uh, people were encouraged to come in with masks. And when that was canceled, uh, we pushed the message. But we still show up on Friday, as Rabbi said, and uh, we were actually wearing the protection because uh, it, it it felt kind of weird. What like that? Uh, you know, the movies that you always see and you expect like the zombie apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to appear and, and it's like uh, contagious or any of those like a re- re- residential evil. So you like you, you, you kind of like in this. De- you're in this game, like it's it's kind of it feels like it's 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 a first person shooter or whatever, and like things about to happen. You like you, you kind of excited, yeah. like oh my god, I've been preparing for this all my life. That's <laughs> right. This is what uh, I've been training for. So yeah, like, except you, the the, the T virus and Residential Evil spreads a lot faster though. It's true. Yeah. Or in uh, The Last well, of Us, you turn into a but, but that that's what they told us that uh, it will be spreading like. Uh, you just have to be like within and like you, you will get that for sure and like your know, surface and stuff like that so people who are afraid uh, but at the same time kind of excited that oh my god we're gonna experience something so yeah. then for the next two months there was nothing and then like only after that it happens like oh apparently it will happen but it's not the way that we predicted so uh th- again like we had already 25 percent of the viewers judged uh, we knocked okay. out the IPA the same night, uh, and we like, well, gentlemen, what are we going to do? We, we can just go home and forget about it, or there are a bunch of really cool IPAs in the fridge. Anybody wants like, so it, it, we decided to drink, and then, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we we actually have a beer to drink. So uh, mm. big big thanks to Ghost Town because they uh, capped all the entries. I know that some locations could not execute that competition because of that because they could not store the entries so it was they had to be dumped which is kind of like a sad thing or uh turn into sanitizer and uh, the thing is like every person that entered this competition and you know the nhc uh, is the biggest competition in the world so people actually bring the best they have they nurture their stuff for years like uh, like, um, like they spent like time on that thing yeah and as a judges like we want to spend like up to 15 minutes at best if we have opportunity and so dumping everything and just forgetting about that was uh it felt like a crime yeah yeah well, we, and you know there are a lot of members of those that 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 compete you know both in the regional and the national level so i think we have a lot of people in the club that know what it feels like better or for worse judging score sheets the whole nine yards right yeah so, you know, I think we that was part of our decision making process. As sure. Well. Yeah. I mean, there is a, definitely a sense of duty, you know, uh, you know, especially as homebrewing is sort of the, the community that is. Well, I mean, obviously, it's a very DIY, but it's, you know, if you want it done, you have to lead by example in a certain regard with that, you know, especially with judging and getting people more active and then judging scenes. So, uh, you know, I appreciate the fact that you guys were able to do, you know, whatever you could. So so how was it? So you had 25 percent done. How do you get how do you get the rest done? A lot of a lot of small group judging. Okay. Uh, so we did it two ways. We we did um, some very small groups. So we allowed up to a maximum of six people in a session. Social distancing, everyone touching their own cup. So we we kind of developed some. But that didn't start until the end of uh, April, early Mar- early May. End of before uh... before before that was all online. And then we did right. yes. The other component was virtual yeah. judging. Oh, okay. So you took the the smaller tables that the, the flights were manageable enough that you could do it between two uh, people with, with it, two bottles. 
Yeah. It depends on what you say manageable, because I think the biggest fight we had uh, online was 27 entries. We, we, uh, have, we have some beasts of judges that like oh. challenge. So there was a couple of exceptions. Uh, Harinder wow. and Dan German, if you're listening, we are talking about you guys. So yeah, we had, we had two national judges. One of them was not national at that point, though. It was national, yeah. potentially. Okay. So two, two, two national judges doing that flight. Actually, like they broke down the 27 flights uh, into uh, three smaller, nine entries each. Mm -hmm. uh, they spent about hour and a half on each one of them. They took like a 10 minute break or 20 minute break between the flights. After every time they finished the, the flight, they would cap, uh, recap the bottles and put them back in the fridge. Hmm. And our, then they would select like, like everything that you would do in the competition. You select like two to three entries from each flight, and then you do a mini boss again, like this way uh, in front of the the monitor. And uh, we did the same thing with meets uh, for bigger flight for like I think fifteen entries. So we did two flights, and then uh, hmm. uh, we did a mini boss over the uh, the camera, which was kind of interesting experience. Yeah. It, it, it takes longer though. And, uh, in reality, like when you judge in, uh, in person, you can finish the 10 entries uh, easily within uh, like hour and a half. Because um, like, again, like it's a BGCP, we do the, sorry, it's, it's AHA, like we do a, a checkbox uh, scorecard. Mm. So it's about up to 10 minutes per entry. Yeah. But what we found actually, when you start doing it over Zoom, it takes much longer. So <laughs> like almost like, it gives you extra hour on top of what you're supposed yeah. to take. Really? I know. Yeah, I know some people are skeptical skeptical about the, how that could work, and you know, oh, there's going to be bottle variation and all this. But I think you know, from what you guys reported, it seems like it worked pretty well. It would be yeah. the same I mean, to me. Trust in the judges, right? So the people, you know, you know who you're judging with, and mm -hmm. you know. So I think that debate of if there were if there was a wide difference in judging sheets we were able to have a very honest conversation about why and could this possibly a bottle variation problem? You know, judging in person is not a perfect science. We all know that. As much as we like to think it's objective and, and, and perfect in every way, it's not. It's incredibly subjective um, in, in many senses. And you can still, you still have the same problems with things like bottle variation. Even at a table, you pull a second bottle, you try it, but then they don't have anything to go to mini best of show. So they're shit out of luck anyway there's <laughs> there's problems either which way you do it we we just you know we knew it wasn't going to be perfect perfect but we knew it was the only way we could get to judge the beer safely and that yeah. quite frankly was good enough for us to try it and, and get where we did and, and i think successfully and safely so yeah the, what the the bottle variation that the, the, that's the, the the first question that was asked because we announced on the bgcp forum on the facebook uh, that we're gonna do it that way and uh, there were lots of skepticism from the folks of course that <laughs> and, and, and but you know people would like oppose everything like you like hey we're yes. gonna do this because otherwise it's not gonna happen and they're like they criticize like that's not how you do it like yeah, that there, there is no other way to do it at this point. Like that's like either we dump it or we do it like the way we do it. So the the, the yeah. bottle variation, you have two bottles, right, uh, for this competition. Uh, let's say uh, the first bottle goes through the the regular judging, and uh, you, you you score forty points. You go to mini boss, and something happened. And the second bottle is screwed up. So on the mini boss, you're gonna get kicked out right away. Right, so you will not place and you will not advance, and no ribbon for you. 
So that was the case uh, when we were judging over the uh, Zoom. So like one person will get a good bottle, another person will get a bad bottle. And we, it happened a couple of times. And so that's the same thing. Like the judges would be, let's say, you know, in real competition, you're supposed to be within six points or seven points. For NHC, we try to be like within five points, maybe like four points, because you know uh, you have to be consistent. Yeah. And there were cases where we, the the judges were literally uh, like ten to fifteen points apart, which happens rarely. And uh, in in a few cases, they were not able to negotiate the middle point because like one judge would have a def- definitely a bad bottle, and another one would have a really good bottle. So well, in this case, you, you don't advance. That because yeah. that, that that's the thing. Like it, it it will happen the same way in the real judging. Yeah, yeah. Another, that kind of evened out what might have happened anyway. Either it would get kicked out and not make it to the mini boss, or it was good in the first one and then got to mini boss and got kicked out. I can't imagine. The result is it got kicked out. It's any different. I mean, we get bottle yeah. bottle variation on Doctor Homebrew. You know, yeah. people send in three bottles in case one breaks. We treat it just like a competition, and sometimes you crack open that third bottle and it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. It, it it anyway it, it it sounds like you guys treated it just fine there you're right Pavel there was no other way to do it we wanted you guys you guys wanted to give people their scores you wanted to complete your task i mean you know these people paid money uh yeah. they spent time yeah. to do this give them what they reimbursed. want it's not the, about the money cuz like the it's it's uh what i forgot the the price for the entry it's not about the money it's about like seeing your uh, the sour beer that you went from like five different barrels yeah. getting dumped or turned into a sanitizer because you cannot put the price on that entry. Like yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, some people yes, like especially like people started to get losing you know, jobs. A hundred dollars. Uh, yeah. So so uh, HA actually reimbursed those who wanted to be reimbursed. Nice. So still no. the, the the question was like. It's, it's how much you value your homebrew and like do you think this is actually worth of getting dumped or turned into sanitizer which is interesting question was it actually turned into hand sanitizer was it actually used and uh, like what's the difference between the uh, five years old lambic and the uh, let's say white american <laughs> lager turned into hand sanitizer right Tag yeah. yeah, or was it just <laughs> wow, it was that's a... left out for the bottling crew at the brewery or distillery or whatever, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah it's hard to great. tell. That's great. No. I mean, I think, so the other thing that I would just add to what Pavel was saying is, is, is it also just gave a little bit of a sense of normal in a very unnormal world to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. So and then you guys took it to a whole uh, other level and did an actual uh, an unofficial awards ceremony for it. Yeah. yeah how was so that? my question is like, did you did you have this planned from the beginning? Was this your intent all along to announce well, first? No. first second, well, third? Would you <laughs> would you plan it that way? We planned some sort of the that, yeah. As Robbie was uh, was about to say, I'm just like stealing his time. Pavel is my official spokesman, please. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Robbie mentioned Good. before that we were trying to finish it before the NHC, because uh, the, the NHC got cancelled with their the own site and it went to the uh, virtual world and we were trying to finish it before that so maybe we can make it like a part of the uh, homebrew con, uh, virtual homebrew con and uh, they were not really ready for that. So, we were still going to do like some sort of the uh, ceremony because just before that we also went to uh, zoom mode for our, our club meetings and stuff like that and 
it was not designed to be that way from the beginning. We were going to just read them from the spreadsheet and uh, announce. We set the bar really low. Honestly, <laughs> we'd have been super happy had we just got the score sheets to everybody. Yeah, for sure. Right. That was that was like that that's was the really bar. at the very beginning. That's where like if we can succeed in that, holy fuck. You know, right? Wow. You got Gordon Strong, you got Justin Crossley, it, you know, it, it, this, got a little all crazy. these guys, you know, yeah, yeah okay. announcing the different categories. And it's really fun to watch. If you go to uh, Doe's Club on Facebook, you can go to that live event from, from uh, last check Saturday, it out. I believe it was. Also and on YouTube as well, Doe's TV. YouTube, yeah, look up uh, West Coast unofficial NHC yeah. uh, okay. results. Yeah, we just kind of we took a risk, we figured. To Pavel's point, once we realized that we should announce it ourselves, we were just going to read it. A couple of club members had volunteered to read the list off a spreadsheet. Yeah. We'd all crack open a beer. We'd be like, woo, we did it. You know, <laughs> like, you know, maybe my mum would tune in in England and that was about it. <laughs> maybe. It was all the local Bay Area breweries, like the, the ones in your area, you know, Del Cielo from them to like Vinny at Russian River to, you know. Everybody, you know, it, it, actually, it, it went across the, the country. We got some uh, yeah. midri from New, New Jersey and Lavina. We have a cidery from uh, Vermont, Eden Cider announcing. Uh, we had folks from uh, wow, the cider maker of the year, yeah, from, from Michigan. Uh, yeah. uh, Ken, Ken Grossman announced our non Cassie award winner. We decided that instead of having seriously, <laughs> Ken, Ken Grossman did it. We, yeah, I loved that. Wow. That was great. We we got into non Kasi. I I asked uh, uh, Charlie Bamforth, who um, I've done a couple of with at UC uh, Davis, and and he's been in the club a few times. So I reached out to him, and he said he'd do it. And then while I was talking to him on the phone, I was like, "You think you can ask your new boss if he'd be interested?" <laughs> uh, Charlie did us a solid and put wow. it out there. I kind of had to be humble pie, and I mean, not to make this a football talk, but I I was like, he supports Bulls. I'm a, an avid long life. Tottenham supporter. Uh, Wolves, see. Just, Wolves were just above us in the table, so I could kind of like play that card with him, and he totally fell for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you butter Charlie up. Yeah. You talk about Wolves, you go, wow, you know what? You guys you guys got promoted a couple years back, and you're doing really well, man, and you just, doors yeah. open for you. I'm a and Liverpool Cody, guy I myself. Yeah, I'm a, I'm oh. a, you know, I'm a fan yeah, of no, the. No, congratulations, JP. Well thank done. you very much. I want to just, I, it was all me. It was my support. That did it. Um, that sounds that sounds really cool. Would you guys do something like this again if you if you had to? God yes. forbidding. I mean, um, it, but it, okay. it sounds like a very unique experience. Yeah. No, actually, here here's the thing. So uh, it was uh, really I wouldn't say surprising, but it was uh, nice to see the support from the community, and not only from the homebrew community, but also from the commercial. Yeah. And I think it was like a. A cool opportunity just to do something to feel normal again as you guys said like you know like it, it almost felt like uh normal uh, like uh, two weeks ago <laughs> i went to to uh the hub grenade and it almost felt normal almost the same hmm. except that i wasn't able to sit inside but i rarely sit inside i sit outside anyway <laughs> and uh it was just like almost like back in the good times and uh so i th yeah. think I think uh, if we decide to do it again, I th and I mean, technically, we probably will. Uh, at least we're talking about that, and looks like it was a huge success. I have a feeling that people will support us again. Uh, yeah. And we're not quite sure when this whole thing will be over. Nobody knows uh, how long it's going to continue. 
uh, but just you know doing things like that and uh, being on the same level and connecting not only with the commercial but also with the homebrew side it always feels mm -hmm. nice and uh, it just showed us that we are one thing together and we never been closer than right now so, well yeah, yeah. It, it really felt i mean i'm not a particularly spiritual person but it, it it felt it just felt really good to put it out into the community and to see yeah. i mean we had 100 plus people watching it live like 2500 people have watched it on facebook since there's like 400 people on youtube yeah. it's getting out there to the people we wanted to do it for um mm -hmm. and that's super cool and the fact that like i mean big shout out to jameel um who actually is yeah. he's doing a brew day with our non-cassie winners so the people that got that won the most ribbons in our very unofficial award ceremony <laughs> wow they're going to get to brew their beer at heretic Jeez. uh lester wow to him at bear bottle so everyone who placed everyone who got a first place in all 35 tables okay we'll get a special invitation to a homebrew competition that we're going to hold in conjunction oh. with bear bottle wow. and the winner of that will get their beer brewed and canned at bear bottle um all first second and third place winners got uh vouchers from more beer um Jeez. like this whole thing like it really like none of this was planned I'd love to say it was. It wasn't. <laughs> we put it out there, and people just started. People responding. came through. Yeah, like, yeah. To me, it just shows you how how together and communal the homebrewing and judging communities are. It's just it's one big uh, you know group of people that a lot of them know each other. Some of them don't, but you just get together and you judge beer, talk about beer, and like good things start to happen. You know. Yeah. Well, uh, that it, was great. It, it strikes me as as also you know the the few uh, competitions that I've organized when I was working at more beer that, you know, we had our own little, you know, sort of competition we would do on the forum and organizing that judging day was, it's sort of stressful. It's stressful to organize that you're, you're having people driving from Sacramento down to Concord or, or from Fresno or wherever. Right. And you got to get them bagels and, you know, these people are drinking coffee before they're judging light lagers. So you have to judge them a little bit. Um, it's all this kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> but it, I wonder if it's just like being quarantined, and working from home is, is sort of making employers rethink and redesign the work day for employees at home. I wonder if this is sort of redesigning that. Like you, you, you can do a virtual judging. You don't need to to have these judge court. You can have, uh, you know, if, as long as people in New Jersey or Utah get the beer, there's no. You don't need to have everybody in one room anymore. You could do it, and it's a little bit easier on everybody's timetable. Um, and maybe you give them two weeks to to, to get together with their, their judging partner. Uh, has that sort of ever struck you too? Or, or do you think once everything's open, we get our vaccine and everyone's fine and the whole thing's dead, we're going to go back to smelling each other? <laughs> I don't know about the smelling part. But, um, <laughs> uh, That's what I do. I, I, I mean, I, I think we've, I, I think we've proved that it can be done. And as yeah. Pavel alluded to earlier, there was, there's, you know, there's always going to be naysayers. Haters are always going to hate. You know, everyone's going to find some excuse, whether it's virtual judging or real judging, whatever, to, yeah. to, to knock you on something or other. But I think we've proved pretty successfully that it can be done. Mm -hmm. Whether it's yeah. whether it should be done only this way moving forward, if they, if we go back to some kind of new normal, I think is a, is a debate. I think yeah. there's benefits to both. But I think there's also yes. the option to do both. You know, I, your, yeah. just as an option. You can fold that, people yeah. in that way and, and, yeah. and, and make it more inclusive as well by, by doing that, by removing the barriers of everyone you have to be, you know, at Ghost Town for these specific three days or you can't participate. So right. it, it removes, I think, some of that, which I think is super cool. Um, I agree. Yeah. 
being a, being a part of the judging was fun. And then, you know, at the end, you know, uh, the Madsies took another table with big Belgians table and they had aged well, the, the strong Belgians, and there wasn't really a stinker on the table. And then the best of show was, was really hard to do. Uh, we did it safely distance in, in my buddy John's backyard and got it done. You know, and that, that part of it was fun. And it was like, kind of like normal judging again, getting back into a new normal. But the, the funnest part for me was just sitting down to that award ceremony and, and, there was a glow. There was a buzz. You gave a very hot woman. There was energy in the air, even though I was. Oh, you gave yeah, a speech. I, oh, damn. Now I, I have little, to go back and listen. A little toast out here, but whatever. Okay. We're just out here. We got, are you crying? Uh, are you crying right now? We got <laughs> <laughs> it, feels, it feels like you're crying. It was part, yeah. part of the entertainment. We had three musical breaks so people could pee and drink beer during the ceremony. So we had some great music throughout it. And yeah, one yeah. of them was actually Brian Cooper. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. happy beer song yeah. <laughs> and my brother jimmy on that one he does the guitar solo and 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 nice yeah that's not we rip off ren and stimpy we rip off fish and and maybe the beverly hillbillies i'm not sure but it's a, it's, it's, it's um, search the happy happy beer song jp was second on my list of people to ask for the british and irish <laughs> I, I, I would have been there I would have been there. Next year. I would have done it. Uh, one more question before we go. Uh, who is more stoic, uh, uh, the Russian or the Brit? <laughs> who shows less emotions? Uh, that's a very good so question. You, Thank you. You're saying uh, the Russian bear versus uh, British lion? <laughs> sure, we could do that too. Mm. We're doing our own kind of Firestone Walker thing that's here. Right. Yeah, yes. we, we have a, yeah. No worries. It's right here. I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I forgot about that. All right, guys. Here in California for 20 years. People now, which is really weird to say as an English person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like you're just, you're, you're more in touch with your, uh, with your emotions being out in California here. So you all know <laughs> that. It's a big game. So yeah, uh, at the end, we, we were like back going to Titanic uh, thing. Mm. Uh, we were like, Gentlemen, it was a pleasure playing with you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you very you much. You did a great job. Yeah, search Sounds Ghost like Club on, on Facebook or go find it on YouTube. But, uh, you know, especially if you haven't seen the award ceremony, you entered, a comp entered the competition, and you don't know what your, how your beer did, you can at least find out who beat you. Yeah. <laughs> it's 90 minutes of, of gold. Gold beer. Uh, I uh, love it. Uh, uh, Tune in nice. for Brian Cooper's speech and stay for Ken Grossman's introduction. There you go. <laughs> Which I'm sure probably went as well as Brian Cooper's speech. Yeah. yeah. It was cool. It, he's, he's a good guy. Oh, he's, he's great. He's, it was very I, heartfelt. Not to belabor this, but the last little story is, is yeah. dear Ken kept texting me because at his house, compound, wherever he, wherever the hell he lives, <laughs> yeah, right. he, has, he has terrible internet signal. So okay. I just imagine him kind of walking around the property with a cell phone. <laughs> That's like, true. Trying to find it two more bars and he eventually had to go to the brewery so he could send us the video yeah so i was gonna say he probably just went I'm somewhere sure to like <laughs> i know much. you really went the... above beyond uh yeah. loves you go sierra nevada <laughs> now ken's great man i love that guy yeah um all right guys yeah. we'll let you go on that note right. thanks right. so much for having thank me. you very Cheers. much appreciate it thanks, thanks guys you guys Right. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break here. We're gonna come back. We're gonna get Brandon on the line. And uh, what beer did he send in, uh, Brian? Because I don't have it. Oh no, I do oh, have it. This yes! will be a uh, specialty wood aged uh, imperial stout. I'm excited. So. I have this one. I'm gonna get it. We're gonna take a break. We'll get Brandon on the line. Hang on. This is Doctor Homebrew. We'll be right back. Now serving patient number one eighty nine. Number one eighty nine to the counter, please. 
Dr. Homebrew. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is Dr. Homebrew. Thanks for joining us. I had a good time talking with the Dozers about their uh, their little, uh, I guess it was impromptu or, or short-planned uh, virtual ceremony. I thought that was uh, it was a good way to it, handle that. It was a very classic. It turned into event. something really cool. It was, yeah. it was a good good event. Yeah, I like that. Um, joining us now is Brandon. Brandon, what's going on, dude? Nothing much, man. You're just hanging out at work. Hanging out at work. That sounds like it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, real fun. <laughs> and uh, usually we try to, yeah, we try to have the East Coasters on early, but uh, oh boy, <laughs> yeah, it happens, man, it happens. So are you getting uh, are you getting paid to be on the show right now? Uh, for the next nine minutes. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll try to go fast. Uh, what beer did you send in for us, man? What beer are we drinking? Uh, so it's a spiced. Um, it's a stout. Uh, uh, Aged in a spice rum barrel, um, adjuncted with um, coconut, toasted coconut, vanilla beans, and some cocoa nib. See, this this sounds uh, exactly like something that I would really enjoy. Uh, what kind of spiced rum barrel? Is it like a homemade kind of a you know flavored thing, or is it a commercial spiced rum? It was a commercial barrel. I don't remember what it mm. was. This was a while ago, and okay. I you know I normally I'm pretty good at making notes for that, and yeah. uh, I I couldn't find them. So. You failed. That sucks. <laughs> but I mean, well, what, actually, my buddy just shows up at my house with a barrel and goes, "We're putting something in this." Now. What, okay. Was it like because the now, only the yeah. only two spice rums I know are like Sailor Jerry's, and um, well, I guess Sailor Jerry's is the only spice. Oh, Captain Morgan's, I guess it Captain wasn't. Morgan's, it wasn't from yeah. one of the two. One of those two, right? It was like a, maybe more no, of a local distillery or something. Like craft. Okay. Style. Okay. All right. Did you have any of the rum beforehand? I didn't. No. Okay. All right. Well, wow, Brandon, you're really uh, you're really letting me down here, dude. Uh, so this beer will never be ever be recreated. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. No. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, well, Brian Cooper, why don't you go ahead and go first, brother? All right, let's do this. God, this smells like vanilla yeah, the, ice cream, dude. God, the label has all this information on it here. Um, it smells so like got a spiced. It smells like van- vanilla ice cream with like fudge and like caramel in it. Smells amazing. God bless. <laughs> so, yeah, spiced rum barrel aged imperial stout with coconut, vanilla, and nibs. Uh, entered as a 33B specialty wood aged beer. The name of the beer is Coconut Hammock. I, w- I wanted to ask what what's the uh, inspiration there? Is it just a the feeling that the beer gave you, or, or what was uh, it? Yeah, I mean, uh, um, it's just like a. a Somebody came up with it, <laughs> right? Well, because yeah, it's it's got a kind of an islandy, you know, kind of flavor to the name. Of the beer. I liked that about it. I, I didn't let it color my impressions of the beer, but I did um, enjoy that part of it. And it's you got up to ten percent ABV with the uh, with the beer. I'm guessing, and and uh, and then plus whatever rum was in the barrel. Yeah, thirteen point one before barrel. Oh, 13.1. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, it opened up with a good hiss. It, it, it actually, you know, you cracked it and it, it uh, like, I don't know if it's, there's something still going in there or, or but uh, it was, it was a nice uh, uh, indication of some liveliness in there. Um, in the aroma, I get a big coconut first. 
and then a booze barrel character with some faint vanilla mixed in with that and uh, a medium low chocolate below that um the malt is roasty rich smooth alcohol is in there definitely at a medium high level but it's 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 not sharp at all it's just everything's smoothed out in spear um and the the malt is is you know, it's roasty but it's it's smooth it's not burnt it's chocolatey, but it's not like dark chocolate. It's just like smooth, not really milk chocolate, but just kind of like it's like really it's like a like a seventy percent cacao like bar where it's it's high quality. It's, to, it tastes like, but and there's a little bitterness to it, but not overwhelming, but also not Hershey. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Do you want to take over for me? Just keep going. I know you don't have the beer, but you you can you got this covered, JP. Fax you me your it. fax me your notes, and I'll okay. Uh, I'll just go read them. Yeah. yeah, that's all. Uh, here. Hold that up. It's all um, here. Something about okay. no, no, no. Yeah, so that's just in the aroma. Um, there's no diacetyl, no uh, acetaldehyde or anything like that. Um, the esters, the fruity esters, are moderate, uh, just kind of below everything else there. But yeah, appearance-wise, it pours a medium-low tan head at first. Of course, that fades pretty quickly because it's such a high-alcohol beer. Um, that's fine for this kind of style. Dark brown color. Uh, it, it seems clear. I can see it through my leg lamp. See, you know, I can, I, I, it, it's not uh, hazy. Um, bubbles are finer, you know, finely formed uh, collar at this point and a little cover. Um, it's it's a, a nice looking beer. I couldn't really knock it for appearance. Um, and the flavor, again, echoing a lot what, what I got in the aroma. There's a big coconut, but uh, but not too big. It's smooth. It's it's not overpowering. Um, it's kind of like a coconut cream pie in a way it's, it's with stout and booze behind it, of course, but, uh, it's, <laughs> right. you know, definitely balanced to the malt, but also some of the, the specialties are, are balanced in there in a, in a really positive way. I feel it's like a cleanly fermented, smooth, um, and a very, you know, firmly alcoholic beer, but, um, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't bite you in a harsh way. Even the yeah. booze, like, and, and. There's some definite booze in the flavor. The rum is, is smooth and inviting and warming and, you know, just really nice. <laughs> um, it's it's somewhat sweet than the finish, but uh, it's not cloying. Uh, of course, there's no hop and uh, it's just, um, you know, the bitterness is fairly low and out of the way. Um, just, you know, some, some roast and chocolatey malt flavors in there. Not a lot of coffee or anything like that, but um, you know the coconut just kind of plays throughout. It lingers into the aftertaste with everything else. The coconut is probably the dominating factor here, but I'm not a huge fan of coconut in general. I don't make things with coconut very often, but I really enjoy the coconut in the beer and the way it's playing together with everything else here. Um, it's a smooth beer overall. Uh, in the mouthfeel, it just again the smooth smoothness just shines. It's a it's, uh, fairly full-bodied beer um the carbonation is i would say medium to well i'd be popped it's i would say it's just medium it's not it's not over the top you don't want to get too crazy with the carbonation here or it might start biting a little bit um the um there's 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 no biting or harsh quality to this beer at all and i don't know how, how long it's been aged or how long it sat in the barrel 
but it's not, there's no astringency. It's just creamy and smooth. And, um, you know, pretty much that, that sums it up. Um, overall impression, I would say it's, it's a nicely balanced beer with all the, uh, the declared um, ingredients coming through to different degrees. The coconut wins. The vanilla is in there, and it, you know, get some vanillins, of course, with a booze barrel. Yeah. Um, I would say the the actual vanilla is coming through a little bit, and the nibs are coming through a little bit, but um, you know, in a supporting role. Maybe uh, you do have that. I, Maybe you do have COVID because you're getting a little bit of vanilla. <laughs> well, there's there's some definite vanilla in here. Okay, all right. I just want to make sure. I just want to clarify. But I'm I'm trying to decide if it's from the booze barrel or if it's from actual the nibs. So I'm not getting as much of a nibs like character as I'm getting like a booze barrel uh, thing. So I I would you know I don't know that bringing up the vanilla is going to help it more because there's there's plenty of vanillins in the beer from the the booze barrel and the vanilla that you put in. Um, if you're don't put more this, vanilla in, don't. <laughs> no don't more? put more in. Don't put more don't, in. It's good. It's great where it is. It's right. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think um, to me the and maybe it's because I'm sensitive and I know you know coconut's maybe not my favorite flavor in the flavor spectrum, but it's poking out to me a little more than the other ones. So I'd maybe maybe dial that back a little bit and bring up the chocolate a little bit. I think the booze is okay where it is. The booze slash vanillins, and maybe I'm just kind of perceiving them together at this point. But it's a very nice beer. I'm landing at a at a 41 on this beer. I just think it's a, it's a very high quality because of the overall smoothness. Because of I, the label says 10, percent but you said 13 something. Maybe with the yeah yeah I went back through my notes and it ended up being about 13. percent Wow. With the addition of the rum, brought it up to that or. Uh, that was before barrel. Okay, and oh, you said it was before oh. barrel. Yeah. So who? So who knows what it is after the barrel? <laughs> this is a good end of night beer, and I'm glad that I'm uh, <laughs> sitting safely at my home here, so I can finish the rest of this bottle. Uh, Man, I'm going out driving seven. after this. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I'm gonna go run in traffic. But yeah, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll let Brian talk about this beer a little bit because he might. Say okay. Did you get a score? Impressions. Did you drop a score uh, yet? Forty-one. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, Brian Shar. So uh, I love the name, but it's the Coconut Hammock. I, I, I can think about 12 things that could possibly mean, uh, and they're all hilarious. So that's, that's a good name for this beer. Uh, so this is a specialty wood-aged beer, rum barrel-aged, coconut, vanilla beans, and cacao nibs. Uh, and these, these are things that really all blend well together. And the way that you blended them is extremely harmonious to kind of echo what, what Brian had said. I think largely I would agree with what I just heard, heard Brian talk about. Uh, the aroma of this beer, it's medium. Uh, except, except I didn't, we didn't yet. I didn't even mention spice. So I'm embarrassed now. I meant to comment about you that, but I'll let you. Well, let's, uh, well, let's, let's discuss, let's discuss this maybe now or later because yeah, I, I wasn't sure. I saw that on the label. If that was a, if that meant spiced rum, or spiced in the sense that it's a beer that also has coconut, vanilla, and cacao, oh. which those are always yeah. So like he came in late to the rum. game. He okay. said it was a spiced rum barrel. So yeah, and I'm I, now that I'm tasting it more, I'm also like alongside with the rum. There's also 
but the that, spice drum component. But that brings up a good point, especially if you're going to enter something like this, is right. you know how to label that properly. Do you know, Brandon? Right. Happen? Uh, do you happen to know what spices were in the rum of the barrel? Or it sounds like it was just like a thing that fell off the back of the truck, and you just it's used the of. thing, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, and kind of the other question that brings up is, we can let's discuss this now for a second. Coconut, vanilla, and cacao. Are those considered spices, vegetables? They're not fruits, are they? Or is coconut a fruit? Or if you have a um, coconut beer, is that a fruit beer? Is it a spice beer? Is co- does chocolate make it a spice beer? Yeah. You know, vanilla, chocolate makes it a spice I mean, beer, for sure. These are always things that I think baffle people. That's worth having, I think, a short discussion about where do you enter a beer let's say barrel aside, mm-hmm. it's got coconut or vanilla or chocolate. And, you know, Brian, what do you think about that? Well, this is 33 beer, 33B. I think that, that pretty much <laughs> specialty barrel, like pretty much covers everything. Right. Well, right. But like, specialty what if you didn't barrel. have the barrel and you had like a coconut beer, that's like probably going to be spice. It's going to be vegetable, spice urban vegetables. Spice yeah. spice that's a vegetable. vegetable. Yeah. But you know, vanilla and chocolate, I think those probably fall in that category too, right? If you if it I wasn't a barrel age, be, mm-hmm. I consider chocolate to be a vegetable. Uh, you know, yeah. what, if I have a well-rounded meal and there's no it is. carrots I mean, around. It's uh, a pod. Uh, it's fine. What happens if you go tropical and you throw a pineapple in with it? Oh. Do you like yeah, I would coladas still and getting caught in the rain, Brandon? <laughs> I do. Just, I do. Yeah. Okay. Go, go specialty with it. Though. I love I love falls. getting caught in the rain. Um, experimental beer. Well, what I like about this is is you know generally the spices in the spice rum are like uh, allspice, cloves, uh, star anise, cinnamon, nutmeg, sometimes vanilla also. So those yeah. all spices work really well with an oatmeal stout or with an imperial stout, excuse me. And then you add all the other stuff on top of it. What works with this beer is just is, is everything sort of blends together, and it's hard yeah. to determine what the, where the spices are coming from. Is that yeah. the malt, or is it like an allspice thing that you're getting from the rum barrel? You don't you don't actually know, and I don't want to know. I like everything. I like my lines to be spicy, blurred. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a smooth alcohol can have a spicy component too. Yeah, you know? for sure. Uh, anyway, Shark, continue, please. Yeah, I'll, I'll continue. You mentioned allspice, <laughs> and I'll briefly bring this up. So the British called when they discovered allspice. They called it allspice because it tasted like the three spices <laughs> that the British were familiar with at the time. It was like cinnamon and two other things. Yeah. And they're British. And, you know, the British always loved the bland food and the bland whatever. And they discovered this like 500 years ago. Oh, it tastes like all spices. It tastes yes. like all three. So cinnamon, they called it allspice. Nutmeg, yeah. Of course. Cinnamon, nutmeg, and yeah. soot. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. So that's that's where that in all seriousness. That's I listen listening to a podcast about that. That's why they call it allspice. I get it because that's what they thought it was like five hundred years ago. Okay, so right. this almost smells like a sweet mocha beverage, right? Not like it's not that far into the coffee side, but it's reminiscent of something like. Uh, this could be a latte or a like mocha that. for yeah, sure, it, it dude. Could, yeah, it could be a latte, not something as far as hazelnut because there's no hazelnut in this, but something that maybe gives you a hint of sweetness in the aroma. Yeah. It's not actual sweetness, like like a hazelnut. Yeah. So, uh, the, there's some dark malt and chocolate aroma at a low level, and this is partly why everything blends so harmoniously in this beer. 
it's hard to differentiate between is there chocolate malt? Is it cacao nibs? Uh, you know, where is that actually coming from? Is it the vanilla component that chocolate has? You know, it's it's really, really blended perfectly. Uh, there's a low roast, uh, probably from, I, I pick up, I may have been talking myself into a low roast, but I get a low roast character. No hop aroma, no off aromas. Oddly, I didn't get, when it was colder, any ethanol out of this. And I, I still don't. And it's really a testament to the quality of the fermentation that this doesn't smell hot alcohol, right? And when I talk about flavor, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more. So 10 out of 12 for aroma. Appearance, three out of three. It's extremely dark brown, you know, uh, essentially black. Here at the very bottom, you see kind of some brown character. You see a reflection of my screen right there. Yay. Uh, there's, uh, it's clear to the extent you can tell in a beer like this. Usually I'll kind of tilt it and look through like a very thin layer of a beer. And something really dark like this, that'll give you an idea of, you know, kind of an idea of whether it's clear or yeasty, hazy, whatever. It's imperfect, but it kind of gives you a macro sense of where on the spectrum between hazy and clear, is it more, is there like stuff floating in it or is it clear? This is more clear. Hi. Hi, guys. Uh, you can we're, tell I've been drinking some 13 plus percent. Yeah, uh, we're all getting loopy uh, right now. now so uh, sorry, Brian. We're guys' level right now. <laughs> well, you know what, Brandon? Technically, we are at work. So, I mean. Oh, okay. Uh, eh, you know. We're Working from home. It's all good. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, sorry, Shar. Just go ahead and plow yeah, through. Don't worry about us. Just keep going. We're we're having a good time. This is this is the show. We're having fun yeah. at at Philadelphia NHC. I drank oh, strong beer, and by the time so there's like 13 regions, by the time we got through our tenth barley wine at like 12, percent we're like showing each other pictures of our kids, and it's like, no, no, we have to finish judging. We have to get done with this. I would have ran screaming out of that room. So tough. There's no way oh I could have survived God. that. That was uh, that was hilarious and awesome. So three out of three for appearance. Okay. Uh, you know, so head, head is low and persistent. That's fine. Okay. So a flavor of 15 out of 20. Initially, you get uh, coconut flavor, chocolate, uh, sort of a low roast. And for the first time, you get a little bit of an ethanol rum uh, character. Uh, and not even like a bite, but you get a, a perception of like a little sweet ethanol and a little rum. And it's really amazing. I mean, this is, there's so many ways for a beer like this to go harsh, biting, fusel, you know, just from high temperature fermentation of your beer, from the alcohol that's left in the barrel. There's so many ways for this just to go horrible, horribly wrong. And this went the exact opposite direction. This is really amazingly fermented and there's nothing harsh or, or biting about the alcohol. It was probably 15% you know, plus after you, you count the rum uh, in this thing. Uh, medium hot bitterness comes up in the, uh, uh, the mid palate. It gets a little lost amid all the other flavors. And I don't mean that in a bad way. This is not like a muddle of flavors. This is a harmonious blend of flavors where the hop bitterness, it's there, but it's not the star. I don't get really any hop flavor. Again, the hop flavor is not the star. And I'll be curious about your recipe and like where you where you put hops in this. 
uh, really well attenuated for such a big beer. I think it has like a some characteristics of sweetness just from all the the coconut, the vanilla, the chocolate. But to me, I mean, this is not like a uh, you know ten point zero fermentation, but this is also not something that finished at ten fifty. I mean, in my perception, I'll, I'll be curious which what the final gravity was. Should we um, should we guess and put bets on this? Like, where I'm gonna where I'm gonna guess I, I'm gonna guess this finished at ten thirty five. 1035. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But I'm going to guess this is perceived as much better attenuated. That's my guess. I'm totally coming, pulling that out of my ass right now. I'm going to say 1028. Oh, yeah. That was my guess too. It's the, it's like the, is it like a showcase showdown where you can't go over? It's true. (laughs) No, I just had a guess in my mind and it was 1028. It's like, all right. uh, You know, you guys have 1030, I have 1035. All right, sure. Go ahead. Finish at 1030 and they can seem a little sweet. This one is not as sweet. I don't know. Agreed. But I'm I'm just, sometimes the, sometimes the perception of attenuation varies from the actual final gravity. Uh, Finished is really well balanced between coconut and vanilla on the one hand and kind of some rum ethanol on the other. That may be some residual bitterness, but it's not a harsh rum slash ethanol part of that balance. Uh, the cacao blends really well with the dark malts, the point where it's hard to tell where the dark malts end and the cacao nibs begin. I, the, the one thing I'm, I'm not, this is partly why everything blends so well together. It's difficult for me to tell for a wood-aged beer how much wood is in here. You know, the wood's going to give you vanilla and going to give you vanilla character. Uh, it's also going to give you a little astringency and a little structure. And I'm just, I'm not getting the tannins and the structure from the wood that I would expect. And that may just be the function of the fact that there's just so much happening in this beer. I get some tannins. For, for me, this beer, there's, for being as big as it is and sweet as it is, it dries out. It dries out okay. and you get the tannin at the end. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I get anyway. Yeah, you know, you know what? Now that I've said that, it's warmed up some. I was talking about how well attenuated this is. So yeah, I get a little maybe that's what I was thinking of at the yeah. end is this ethanol is maybe a little bit of that oak structure. Yeah. But, I, yeah, the think, tannin blends with the booze and it kind of tails out and it, you know, yeah. it keeps going a little bit. But yeah. uh, but yeah. it's it's re- really good. 15 out of 20. Mouthfeel, five out of five, full body. Low carb, definite warming, creamy despite the high alcohol. Overall impression, 8 out of 10. I really love, and I probably should have gone a little higher. I, I really love that this Imperial Stout is good on its own, but it's a backdrop for some other flavors that really stand out against it. Against such a big beer, but also really blend well with the Imperial Stout. So you've got the this coconut, this vanilla, this cacao, uh, that could just overwhelm everything. I mean, we've all had beers with vanilla added that are just unpleasantly, excessively vanilla. And it's like, yeah, I just, sickly it's, it's, sweet vanilla. Yeah. yeah. Sickly sweet is the, the key. And that's unpleasant. And this is not, not that at, at all. Uh, there's a lot going on here, but in a good way where it's harmonious. Uh, I'll be curious about uh, how you got the, how you age this in the wood, how you got the coconut in. Uh, you know, it, it's you know, I, I really like this beer a lot. I give this forty-one out of fifty. Wow, look uh, at you guys! 
And I think that I think Brian gave this a 41 also. And frankly, I may, I maybe should have gone even higher on this, but this is a uh, ex- excellent, excellent beer. Uh, anytime you get 40 plus uh, it's, it's an achievement. And I think this is uh, extremely well done. And I wish I had like another, another uh, six pack of this and I had five more to drink uh, after this. So thank you, Brandon. It's just, this is, this yeah. is really good. <laughs> All right, Brandon, you're up. All right. Uh, first, uh, so the recipe was um, 18. First, tell us the, the final gravity, please. Oh, final gravity, uh, 1030. Oh. Oh, right us. You guys were closer. I went over. So showcase showdown, I lose. Yeah, but we're all pretty good about it. Pretty yeah. close. Yeah. All right. For a bunch of dummies. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's the recipe, Brandon? Thank you for having that, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, 18 pounds, two row. Two pounds crystal 40, one pound uh, crystal 120, one and a half pounds uh, roasted barley, 12 ounces chocolate, uh, one pound, eight ounces rye malt, one pound, eight ounces flaked oats, um, done on Cal Ale with a huge starter. Um, started at 65 degrees uh, for roughly three or four days, and then I let it free rise. Um, wow. I think OG was like 1122 or 1123. <laughs> um, Be- before you put it in the barrel. Yes. <laughs> Damn. Uh, uh, and it's mashed at 154 for 60. So Okay. Okay, what about the spice editions? So uh, this is this is quite an interesting beer because I was uh trying to figure out how to get the coconut vanilla and the nibs in um i got this idea from uh listening to jay goodwin about how he had like a uh hot kind of like a hot back for his adjuncts so i did kind of the same thing i took a 1.75 liter uh pico keg okay and then a uh five uh five gallon keg and i put the pump into it so CO2 bled everything down, and then I put a nylon sack of the uh, two pounds of coconut, so a pound toasted, a pound not toasted, mm. two vanilla beans, and I think it was six ounces of nibs. Threw that in the bag, threw that in the keg, and then I literally just cycled just over it for hmm. I think 12 hours. Okay, wow. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's a really smart idea. Well, and and right. – did did you Jesus. did yeah. you put any nibs in anywhere else for aging or anything? No, no, that was it. Once I got to where I wanted wanted it to be, because I tasted yeah. every, I don't know, every couple hours or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then once I kind of got to kind of right about where I wanted to be, I was tasting it like every half hour. Okay, because that well, is that Jake, that's a yeah, hell. Jay Goodman is a pretty smart dude, I guess. Yeah, well, that's yeah, a yeah. hell of a lot of nib character. I would never in a a trillion billion years ever thought that this only the beer only had 12 hours of nib contact. Yeah. You know what? When he talked about it, he, I mean, he, he started to get my brain going because he was talking about how a lot of the adjuncts are more about contact time um, than uh, a surface area for the most part. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of funny that he started talking about that. I think he was talking about a ginger uh, a sour beer that he makes. Oh, okay. About his ginger that he was just 
he just kept uh, uh, pumping over Cycle it until through, yeah. he wanted to. That'll and work. I, thought, I think I could do that with coconut. So, yeah. wow, inspiration. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. and then, so after after it was pumped through, then it went to, into the barrel. No, no. So That's that was right after it came out of the barrel. Okay. All right. Okay. How long was it in the barrel for? About a month and a half, two months. Okay. And what size barrel? Uh, five gallon. Five gallon I, barrel I in a six point two gallon. Yeah, sure. Wow, mm. that just that seems like a long time for a small barrel. But like everything of what you're saying sounds like it wouldn't work. Like if you came on the show, I feel. And you said, "Hey, I had this. I had this idea to make this beer. This is what I would do." I think we would all go, "No, that, that that's going to be too much of this or too much of that." But it it works in a in, a, in yeah. a different way. I mean, am I wrong about that? I feel like a month and a half in a five gallon barrel. I feel like that's too much time, but it works yeah. really, really well. It's kind of funny because I really think that uh, pumping it over those adjuncts, I really think pulled a lot of the fusel out of the nose. Hmm. Uh, of the beer because i mean obviously coming out of the barrel it was hot yeah but just yeah. pumping it i think i put it on the adjuncts or pumped it over the adjuncts probably a day or two afterwards and about after the 12 hours it had removed a lot of those just hot uh, aromas interesting of it. i mean i get i mean that makes sense you're, you're gonna lose aromatics either way you look right. at it when you're when you're mixturating beer right i don't know that, this look. is the new secret to making great beer, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, yeah, you're learning it right here on the on the on the brewing network. I mean, I don't often judge the beers or give scores, but I would definitely give it a 41, 42. I mean, it's it's a little hotness in the well, end, but it's it's a rum barrel. It's a rum barrel. Yeah, spiced rum yeah. barrel at that. So you want a little bit of. I mean, rum isn't really known for being. I mean, look, you get like the twenty year old, twenty three year old rums, and those are drink more like bourbons. But those drink more like 12-year-old bourbons, right? Rum is still, sort of still kind of just hot inherently. There's really not a whole lot of that in here. And then you combine it with everything else that's so uh, very uh, artfully done. This is a, yeah. a very, very good beer. This is a yeah. very good Thank beer. Thank you. Yeah. I'll tell you what I was hitting, uh, trying to hit here was a Samoa cookie, kind of where I was mm. trying to go with it. Okay. You're, you, you, you definitely got it way in that direction. Thank I you. like it. I like it. Well, I, I love the Samoas, and now that you say it, I'm like, yeah, I get, I get a lot of Samoa character in this, mm. and I, I yeah. wish I had, I've I wish had, I had a one. six pack know. of this and a box of Samoas. A six but, pack. Oh my god, that would be like the best, uh, best Saturday <laughs> night ever. A six pack. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay, okay, a four pack, a four pack of this and a box of Samoas. And oh man, that yeah. would be a Saturday night for the ages, right Two there. Two boxes of Samoans. Yeah, so my my tie glasses. Yeah. Let's let's not let's not get greedy. You know. <laughs> well, Brandon, do you have any questions for the guys on any other feedback or or anything else? Uh, well, I was going to answer why it was coconut hammock. Uh, so my buddy who dropped the the barrel off for me used to be a bodybuilder, <laughs> and we found a uh, we found a, a a picture of him. In uh, <laughs> you know, all oiled up in his coconut hammock. Uh, okay. Uh, Hell yes, dude. Uh, 
Here I was picturing not, a nice like island location with coconuts over you in a hammock and just like breathing in the island air and sipping this beer. No, oh, and please, no. it's please not. Tell me it's because of the coconut oil and not because his balls <laughs> like coconuts. Yeah. please, please tell me that. Cooper, just it's coconut oil. Just coconut oil. Okay. Yeah. Oh, thank All God. Right. That makes me feel a lot happier. Cooper, it's uh-huh. it's not a uh, it's it's not a a, a a remote location, but it sure is humid. I think down there. Either way, <laughs> um, all right. My Brandon. only question was really going to be yeah. the fact of where to place it as far as uh, competition, okay. but we kind of already yeah. we hammered that out think, pretty good. Yeah, Thirty-three B is is fine for yeah. it. I wouldn't put it in in experimental or anything. Yeah, these, okay. these guys these guys talked me into. I wasn't really getting the wood because there's just so much happening here, but mm-hmm. they're right. There is like some there's some tannic wood structure in the finish of this that really brings it together and it's almost it's so subtle that it's not like oh here's a lot of wood here and that's one of the problems with wood aged beers is people are like oh i want to be like i'm licking a barrel uh to show the judges that i would age this beer oh you've had beer from the brewery yeah (laughs) this is a very Um, subtle kind of uh of wood age the whole thing is very it's harmonious in a way that most beers like this aren't even close. And that's even commercial beers. Agreed. This much stuff. All right, most Brandon. Most are not even close to being like this. Yeah. I, I'm definitely getting some wood myself in the, in the flavor. You know? <laughs> well, I know. We can you, see. You and me both, my oh, friend. We can tell. Um, all right, Brandon. We'll let you go, brother. Thanks, man. Get back to work. God. Slacker. Bet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get yourself home. Yeah. All right, dude. Thanks, Brandon. We'll see you, man. Thank you very sure. much. Have a good one. Yeah. Thanks, all right, we got to take a quick break, everybody. Hang on, and yes. Dr. Homebrew uh-huh. will be right back. Now, back to the examination. All right, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us, everyone. We are about to get out of here. This has been Dr. Homebrew. Um, just wanted to thank Brandon again real fast for his beer. That was a very good beer. And now I want some rum. But I'm also, I still have half a bottle. I haven't eaten dinner yet. It's 10 o'clock. <laughs> and uh, I'm ready to um, I'm ready to eat dinner and, and get really drunk off of this half a bottle of beer. And rum fire. Time for rum fire. I, I think I would throw up if I drank some rum fire, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I probably okay. would if I drank some right now. Yeah, too. absolutely. There's no way. All right. But uh, anyway. finished off the show, y'all. Yeah. Thank th- you, everybody. Thanks to, Club, has been- thanks to Club Doze for, uh, for coming on and talking to us a little bit about uh, their uh, regional uh, judging for national uh, homebrew competition. I really appreciate that. Thanks again to Brandon for sending in the beers. Uh, thank you to my co-host Brian and Brian. I appreciate you guys as well. And you can tell whenever we have a really high alcohol beer uh, because I have to lower them, the, lower their microphones toward the end of the show more than once. <laughs> so if you want, what? Beer- I can't hear. Yeah. You. Shut up, Brian. Shut up, Brian. If you want to send beer to us, please email Brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. There we go. Get me, and I will answer you, and I'll tell That's you right. to send your beer to us because we need beer. <laughs> We it's true. Badly and we, desperately. we do. We do. Absolutely. Very much. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody, for uh, tuning in. If you want more great radio like this, well, we have 160 something shows 
uh, going back yeah. to, you know, I don't even know how over many years. There's also The Session, of course, and uh, Bruce Strong. Bunch of fun stuff. So uh, thanks heads for everybody. Tails. Yeah, well, yeah, heads and tails, whatever. All right, everybody, thanks a lot for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you. Okay. See you.